You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just think a middle ground would be really, really, really stupid. And I'm glad we would never do that. Good news. Yeah. Bill, Bill Hancock agrees with me. Bill Hancock agrees <laughs> with every word I said at one time or another because time, <laughs> time is a social construct. I'm Bill imagining Han- Bill Hancock on Jeopardy giving nothing but wrong answers and being like, wait, time will avenge me. All we'll of see. these answers will prove right one day. We'll no, see. Bill. Bill Hancock is the snack genie in your brain at 1130 at night, right? Yeah, like, except the snack genie is serving nothing but saltines. We should not We should not get Wendy's spicy nuggets at 11 p.m. Hey, that's personal. <laughs> Bill Han- Please Bill Han- do not bring our home life onto Bill this Hancock, show. <laughs> Bill Hancock just falls out of the closet and is like, I think it's possible to have spicy nuggets at no, 11 p.m. You came home high from church last night. We've discussed it and we think Frosties are good for your teeth. I think never Bill, yeah, Bill, Bill Hancock <laughs> is the version of the, your judgmental self voice, but he is mm-hmm. affirming the That's choice right. you have just made was the right one. We all, <laughs> we all need a Bill Hancock inside our heads. Like, Maybe. right. Like we all go around like, oh, I said that thing 10 percent weird. I'm I hate myself. I'm going to jump in a volcano. Bill Hancock in your head says, no, actually, you said it just right. Dog is an evocative name for a dog. We would never drop a little acid before a baptism. I'm never going to lose $100 at blackjack. I, I just lost $100. $500 at but the Bill Hancock in your voice says it no. was fun, wasn't it? It, it was, was good. You know what? We might expand this loss to $1,000 at blackjack. <laughs> we will not expand this loss to 1000 And then you do. And then the committee was, is that, exploring losing $2,000. That was, $2, that was at blackjack. 10 times as fun as losing $100, was not it? It was. The important thing is the student athlete experience at blackjack.
to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. If you want another one, I don't know. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to just go to New York, find one of them people with money, you know, with the cash, and ask for them to make another one. Because this is the only one. It's the only one you got for free. Sorry about that, but not sorry. It has been a huge week for the most important city in all of college football. And by that, I mean New York City. Ryan, what, what was the big news, baby? What we got? God, where do you want to start? There, there are three things we have on our list here. The first, and I think arguably the most uh, confusing, maybe? The full one with cast. the most, the one with, yeah, the most full cast. The full castiest. Hi, I'm Spencer Hall. So, so New York is gearing up for a mayoral election and a, uh, before that, primaries. Democratic primary will most likely be who ends up winning the election. Um, Andrew Yang has been leading the polls for a long time, but he just got leapfrogged by Eric Adams, who I believe is the Brooklyn Borough president, former police captain. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But he shares another distinction, Ryan. What's that? He is possibly even more of a weirdo than Andrew Yang. Yeah. And worse at trying to be a people than Andrew Yang. So I, I'll I'll do the setup, and then Holly, you can you can take it off from there. Please. Are you going to talk about the button downs? Well, no, I'm just going to do the initial setup, which is okay. That, okay. Which is that a some reporter, I don't remember the person or the outlet, and I apologize, went by Eric Adams' Brooklyn address and noticed that the mailbox was like overflowing with mail and there was packages that hadn't been picked up. I was like, that's kind of weird for the Brooklyn borough president to like not be getting his mail. Um, and that's kicked off this whole question about like, hey, wait a second. Does this guy even look, live in Brooklyn? And uh, he, uh, Eric Adams decided there was one way to prove this, to settle this question, because he also owns property in New Jersey where people were starting to say, maybe he lives there. Maybe the man running for mayor of New York doesn't live in New York, which is maybe, I don't like, know. Can we run? Not like, is that a thing? We're going to get to that because I think the answer is yes. So he decided he decided to do the very normal thing you want it. You do when you want to prove you live somewhere. He invited a shitload of reporters into his Brooklyn building, his apartment. Ollie, please take it from there. What happened next? uh, Actually, it did surprise me. Uh, And I'm going to set a little bit more of the scene by saying when I say that this guy might be as much of a weirdo as Andrew Yang. I'm speaking as a person who is also a robot who is learning uh, in her 30s. I don't know how old these guys are to be people. You know, I'm, I'm learning how to feel and express human emotions. And Andrew Yang on The Strategist uh, earlier this week took part in the What I Can't Live Without feature, which is where people just talk about, you know, hey, here's the the toothbrush that I really like. And and they they interviewed all the New York mayoral candidates and Andrew Yang's was a light blue button down. And in this sentence, which was presumably vetted by a number of press people, Andrew Yang said, as someone who has been running for office for much of the past several years, having a lot of identical shirts is very handy. (laughs) 
And which, first of all, he said that as though like that's a good thing, as though that's a relatable thing. Yeah. But then putting on one of these shirts, I sort of feel like Batman. I got to hand it to him because Batman, Bruce Wayne probably would wear a series of identical blue button downs just to have, you know, uh, just to, to cut down on the decision making process. Yes, doing every day. But anyway, uh, it takes a lot is all I'm saying to leapfrog Andrew Yang in the are you an android? Uh, are we in an iRobot situation here? But when Eric Adams invited uh, media into his alleged New York City home, and here I am reading off of Raf's Twitter feed. This is uh, Raphael Shimanov, Twitter friend of mine, does the, does the Jesus Loves Linda and Raf podcast. And first he shows this perfectly normal bed that wasn't just moved into the normal middle of this room. There is a bedroom in Eric Adams' house. First, we have a bed that is not only in the middle of the room, mm. but it is facing away from, as in behind the headboard, is a set of open French doors. This makes me want to grab a gun. Like the thought of sleeping with my head facing an open door. I don't know if I lived around preppers for too long, but it gives me anxiety just looking at it. There is also an empty bookcase just standing in one corner and a series of sneakers lined up against one wall, which reporter says are not his size. Mm, I would say that if you've ever looked at a nightmare Airbnb, this is the vibe that his entire place puts off is Airbnb organized by someone who has never actually lived anywhere. So second photo. And to be clear, the vibe we're chasing here is that the campaign realized that he was being accused of not living in New York and has gone to great trouble, at least to make it appear as though he lives in New York. But the problem is all of them appear to be bad at that. And that makes me a little angry because New York is a city overflowing with theatrical and film and television production people, many of whom have been out of work for the past year and a half. You could have hired some set dressers, my man. You you can't swing like a dead rat around New York without hitting a set dresser. So let's move on to the living room where there is a lonely corner only piece of a sectional perched so close to the fireplace that I'm not even sure if you could walk between it. This one's baffling. Um, two overflowing bookcases, which like doesn't this, explain this, what the empty bookcase is doing in the bedroom. This sectional is positioned in such a way as if it were there because you wanted to burn your feet. Yeah, yeah. Like if you, I'm not sure there is room to rest your feet on the floor between the couch and the fireplace. No, they'd screen. be resting on the hearth. There is in the background. Is there another couch up against another doorway? Yeah, it's another like it's a little weird like corner chair no, thing. This is, yeah. no seriously <laughs> that like this sticks is, out into a doorway this looks like my house in animal crossing which is really <laughs> shitty because i never organize it or decorate it i just keep throwing things into it someone gives me a someone gives me a terror you know a pterodactyl skeleton and i just throw it in the corner and then somebody uh-huh. gives me a colorful couch and i just throw it up against the fireplace that's exactly what this looks like. like it's it's all of the if you were checking these things off a list it's like here's the thing that makes this uncanny valley like all of these look like perfectly normal furniture items that any human being of New York or really any other city might own. But it's like they checked them off the list and was like, okay, boss says he needs a couch. There's a couch. Yeah. Technically, that's right. 
my sim my sim needs a toilet it goes yes. in the middle of the kitchen you know like oh we need some art there is a piece a picture of three vases that is hung directly flush with the ceiling here is the oven it's in the driveway cook i am uh i'm most interested in the books on the bookshelf like this looks like a collection of books that you made one pass through the used bookstore <laughs> i see the secret uh, mm -hmm. I see a 2007 guidebook to Ireland. Uh, I got to imagine that's at least somewhat out of date. Like there are at Has least some, been to some Ireland? borders to asking? certain countries in the area that are, sure. that have changed recently. Brexit. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a Yankees bobblehead uh, next to a Buddhist statue. on the so fireplace. I had a question about this. I, it's, it's a little grainy, at least as close as I can enhance, enhance. enhance. Uh, I, are we certain that's a Yankees player? No. I was just going off the hat. Well, the hat from here, I would not object if someone says that is a Tampa Bay Devil Rays hat. Are <laughs> they still Detroit the Devil Tigers? Rays or are they just so, the Rays? They're just the Rays. Devil, just Devil, the, Devil Rays. Rays. We have to say yeah. it three times. And I think they wear like light blue now. It could also be a Detroit mm. Tigers hat. Could it be that script D? It could be that. Yeah. yeah. Could sure. be a Mariners hat for all like I Like the can hat see. that Magnum P.I. wears. Which, yeah, right, right, right. You know, I might expect him to find. Uh, also, uh, you know, it also appears on the other side. There is, uh, it's possibly there's a golf for dummies. I cannot fully confirm yes. that, but yeah. we are <laughs> picking. We're many people are taking a close look at this. Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, also next to the secret is some sort of book about Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. This which, is killing me because like they had the they had the presence of mind to go to the used bookstore so that these look like books that a person has owned and not like you just raided Barnes and Noble. But then everything else went like whoever they sent to the bookstore is the only person who understood the assignment and everybody else on this team fucked up. I think this is absolute disrespect to the culture of New York by even having a book about Dr. Dre on the shelf because that's West Coast. Is it the I, West Coast of New York? I don't know New York geography. Uh, Spencer, it's about uh, collecting information about your, your enemies. Yeah. New York has a West Coast, though. It borders the Hudson River, right? It's where New Jersey is, where he's alleged. Yes, oh, yes. shit! <laughs> West Side! <laughs> I did not know that. Um, I will offer one small point before we move on that may prove that this is, in fact, a, his normal apartment, and he's just an incredibly weird dude. This is from is a it the piece of the ceiling held together with scotch tape? Um, no, that is a good one. This is from Katie Honan at the Wall Street Journal. They did like a rapid fire thing. Um, maybe this was in a debate. I'm not sure. It's in a very long thread, but of relevant. Here's the relevant part of it. They asked all the mayoral candidates, "What's one thing you can't live without?" Andrew Yang said his wife. Maya Wiley said her cats and kids. Scott Stringer. She said cats also, first. Interesting. Scott Stringer, who's also like a total weirdo piece of shit, said coffee with sweet and low Captain Wallet. We'll put that to the side because we don't want to deal with him. This was Eric Adams' answer. Eric Adams has a longtime partner and a son who I believe may be the person who's living in the apartment. Not important. Oh. The one thing Eric Adams can't live without hot bubble bath with warm roses inside. Hot bubble bath with sweet and low in the wallet. In the middle of my room where I have put my bathtub. I the thing I want to go back to is in yeah. fact sweet and low in wallet, as a matter okay, of fact. Sure. Like, yeah, is, is is what is in wallet? Where where are we drawing the parentheses if we're if we're parsing this sentence? For the whole um, thing of the wallet. 
Yeah, and then and then you know it's sort of uh it's it's like the the hopeful high school senior with the condom in the wallet. Like, yes. aha, good thing I had this Fucking sweet today. and low. A coffee has emerged <laughs> that needs to be sweetened and lowered, and I am the one who's prepared to do it. All of you with your sour high coffee. Fuck. I don't know. I don't. I can't picture the wallet that would contain it. So here's the good news. Is it like a pocketbook flask? Sorry, please continue, Ryan. All of these weird morons have an incredibly good chance of at least meeting the standard that their predecessor has left behind. That would be Bill de Blasio. Who, oh, what did he do? Bill de Blasio, A, is still mayor. B, ran for president. It, like, it, not in any memorable way, but it's a thing that he did. Also, like, like Andrew Yang. Yeah, for like two weeks, right? Right, right. He, yeah, he, he oh boy. But anyway. He wasn't, yeah, sorry. He go wasn't ahead. Bloomberg. So, like, they have multiple guys. Correct. Like, okay. Correct. Yeah. It was sorry, the, my mic was above my head. It was the less interesting New York mayor. And also, Rudy Giuliani was involved in New York, right? In the like, presidential folks, race. Folks, you know too. how we feel about, uh, about the up there's on this show even when ryan lived there for a time it takes a lot for us to plug into a local political race for a state we do not live in yeah y'all screwed up if we're paying attention <laughs> y'all screwed up bad this also is... i mean they made a lot of jokes about georgia politics and shit so they sure did, they they sure did. Take your fucking medicine yeah. soft-nosed um, bill de blasio who's still mayor of a city that has like a subway system that's teetering on the brink of collapse and has a bunch whatever decided to go to do like a media event. I'm not even sure what it was to uh, to explain ranked choice voting because oh, I forgot this is going to get dumber. Right. So so one of the things about I don't know if it's about the primary or the mayor. I think it's about the primary is that they're doing ranked choice voting. So you don't just go into a vote and say, like, this is my choice. You put like here are my top three, my top four, whatever. Bill de Blasio decided to illustrate how this concept works with a big like cardboard project sign of best New York City pizza topping. The choices he had uh, were olives, pineapple, which got crossed out and apparently he went on a rant about, about how it didn't belong in his city. Vegan cheese, clams, sausage, mushrooms, green peppers, and pepperoni. His first choice was green peppers. His second choice was olives. But here is the here is the big problem. I'm so glad you stopped here because I was concerned. He said he meant green olives. <laughs> These are the people that have been that have been given the responsibility of running one of the biggest and most important cities in the world where finance happens, where Screen art happens. Spencer's face from the and Cerber's face from the moment you said green olives. Yeah, Spencer. Spencer is actually dumbstruck with his mouth hanging open, and Cerber just put his head down on the desk in quiet despair. What this means is that if you invited Bill De Blasio to your office pizza lunch and said, "Bill, pick up pick two toppings for a pizza," he would say, "Green peppers and green olives, please," because <laughs> I'm fucking insane. If I'm not mistaken, living. the lowest ranked topping on this was pepperoni. Oh no, well, no, no. Well, pepperoni got a vote. The, th yeah. the two that didn't get a vote were vegan cheese and clams. And, and pineapple somehow received some sort of negative vote. Yes. Which yes. The pineapple I, was disqualified. Yeah, yeah. Frankly, as a pineapple on pizza defender, I find this more objectionable than anything about whichever variety of green plant he's putting on there. Yeah. I, I, I just want to say this. How does a man who is allegedly from this city and is the mayor of it 
have less of an understanding of how to properly pander to his own citizens than I do. Because I know... <laughs> this I, is another problem of having... This is yet another instance of either bad staff work or staff work that even with all of its combined power cannot overcome this dumbassitude because uh, you know how... It, I bet all of us could locate okay, one, two, three, and then we'll all say uh, what we love about New York pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's name our New York pizza topping. All right. Clams. Flatness. Shit. God damn it. <laughs> but all, all you have to do to pander to the up there is and say, oh, it's a, it's a plain cheese slice from pick a fucking shop for right. me, boys. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, make one up. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's the thing. He did not have to have. A, he made it worse because people are now more confused about ranked choice voting than before. I'm not sure we could rank five of anything uh, fairly, which also explains a lot of the polling in the sport. But like you didn't, nobody made you go into this pizza thing. Like you you did the hard part on purpose and you didn't even have to do it. It wasn't even a required question. And you deliberately went into this thing that you are not grounded in. And just just came out looking like a madman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He came out looking like an actual crazy person. I would just go and pander by saying, I would go straight to Queens, straight to Queens and straight to Staten Island. Do you think he knows how to get there? No, has no idea. Remember, he's driven like 15 miles a day to go to a gym that's basically like not even all that. I know the gym gym he's talking about. It's like a super basic. It's a YMCA. It's a YMCA that you could go to within a mile of where he works of where gracie mansion is yeah and he's still driven there every day to go to like a basic spot where you know you're like man bill what do you need an elliptical and a a squat cage yep that that's all you need you're not this recumbent bike fits my ass just perfect now i I, I work out at the y you work out at the y this is not about the y being weird no you can be mayors of new york I mean, I've seen. I certainly seem more qualified. I've seen the work on display, Bill. Frankly, that doesn't require a special gym. <laughs> you could probably do that with calisthenics and a nice walk around the block. Okay, it ain't worth the 15 mile commute. One more thing about this, though, too, which is why wouldn't you just do something simple? Why would you just be like, hey, you know what my favorite pizza topping is? Uh, a beautiful woman, right? Am I right? And like Queens <laughs> is like, yeah. <laughs> a Stern Howard. Did he say a cannoli? Citation yeah, needed. Oh yeah. You know what my favorite pizza topping is? A gun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that's a different state. Mayor of Atlanta. Which yeah. Also <laughs> I'm mayor of New York, Texas. Uh, uh, this reminds me. I don't know if you of, heard. Kasim's running again. Yeah, and and oh, he good. did it with with a uh, a fucking pro wrestler heel promo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, "Tell Chicago, tell Miami, tell Charlotte, I'm back." <laughs> so okay this will be uh entertaining so uh this this new york mayor person the non-bloomberg i forget his name who is this okay good uh the only other thing i really i know everyone hates him i gather that like like uh uh, he's uh, a uniter yeah 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 i've gathered everyone on all sides of the aisle hates him and that's how he remains in office or whatever um but the only other time I've ever actually seen him was during the Hawks Knicks series when he advised Trey Young to stop hunting fouls. I just mm-hmm. can't help but note Hawks in five. So I, I mean, yeah. I don't know why I'm taking this guy's <laughs> advice on anything. It's just, yeah. All right. So, so that's like a little, a little look at the New York mayoral race. It is not the most New York thing that happened this week. It's not the most. The most New York thing that happened this week also happened. Ryan, in Brooklyn. we have potential real estate fraud and pizza fights. What's more New York than that? Um, oh, and the Knicks fucking up. What yeah. could top that? Hawks on, and five. On Monday, we're recording on Friday. We don't usually do that. On Monday, June 7th, 
a bus crashed into a Brooklyn row house. I'm going to uh, put the picture of it in here so you can, you're wondering maybe like, what does that mean? <clears throat> and that's what it means. If you've looked at the picture. This now now the thing the thing about this the the driver says he got his foot stuck between the brake and the accelerator. Mm -hmm. Not totally sure on that, but whatever. He hit like four parked cars and hit this building. Uh, several people were injured, but none with life threatening injuries, and the building has had to be evacuated. As of yesterday, the bus is still there and has scaffolding around it now. Because they can't just, it's the bus absorbed. is orbed. Yes, the bus is, there is somebody who lives in a building in Brooklyn and is paying probably, let's say, $3,200 in rent. What do you think, 900, 900 square feet? 750 okay. For an apartment okay. that they can't live in because a bus is inside of it and will be for the foreseeable oh, future. Oh, no, no, no. Point. I, the bus is, the, the apartment is now like tripled in size. Close, I was to, say. close to public transit. I, what do we think Second bedroom? This, uh, we call that the yeah. second bedroom? That's a long yeah. bedroom. That's covered, a whole fucking hallway. Covered, covered porch. Many windows. Yeah. Eat in kitchen. That's Solar solarium. It's an, extra, it's an extra 400 <laughs> feet of solarium. So Greenhouse. Parking. I'm, ample parking. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking. Oh, my God. Sidewalk parking. I'm thinking we just went up to 4,200 with rent. That's uh, right. I'm, I'm That's seeing right. a gun range. <laughs> yeah. Archery range, at least. Axe it's an axe falcon throwing bar. Range. Is what it a is. spear throwing, spear a, throwing a, range. A falcon the, hutch. Yeah. <laughs> is it I, a hutch? Um, is that what they live in? I think so. Looking at this, I, I'm not believing the foot got stuck thing unless that person is eating a lot of green pepper pizza and just you know they're 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 they got some sort of sodium overload. Um, I'm seeing trying to recreate the opening scene of uh, every heist movie is what I'm seeing here. Sure. Oh, he put his foot in it all right. Like the, uh, there's yeah. something extremely valuable in there, probably like a 2007 guidebook to Ireland or a golf for dummies that this person <laughs> is trying to steal. They thought the bus would make oh. it back out, but that only that only works in the pictures. Folks. This is where this is where the may the mayoral candidate should have said he lived. They're like, Hillary, let me take you to my house. I live in a fucking bus. I live in a bus. What's more New York than that? This New York City. All baby. you had to do was get an intern to pick up your mail. Yeah, like none of this. This is all like this is all bad, but also <laughs> the degree is... to which none of it had to happen. Okay, so the the great writer Caleb Horton once did oh. a hypothetical screenplay about how much about... how much Captain Solenberger's lifelong dream was to land a plane on the water in in like New York. That was his whole. It's dream. not so much a sequel to Sully as like a Harmony Korean Spring Breakers yeah, take on like, the Sully story. Sully is like monosyllabic, like must land plane on river. Must must do this. What if this man's entire dream was to crash a bus into a modest Brooklyn row house? That That's, seems that seems easy. Yeah. No, he seems, made it happen. Seems easy to pull off. And he did it. <laughs> Look, it's got Wi-Fi. It says right on the side of the bus, "Got Wi-Fi." Now this whole building I has Wi-Fi. I forgot Fair. the I forgot the wonderful text of this, which was Sully's mom. You could do anything, Sully. Those boys were wrong. You could follow your dreams. No, I can't. My dreams are stupid. None of my boys' dreams are stupid. This one is. It's real stupid. What is it? What's your dream? I want to crash an airplane in the Hudson River. Huh? With people in it? Yes, mom. With people in it. Tons of people. What kind of plane? I don't know. A huge plane. Tons of people in a huge plane. <laughs> Melancholic piano plays fade to black. That's what this man Follow was. Follow Caleb Horton. And yeah. Eric Adams could have seen all of this happen from his New Jersey apartment <laughs> building. Thank God I don't live over there. Woo, God. What a dump. Um, 
in conclusion, they got you- buses <laughs> <laughs> here in New Jersey. We just have like camels and stuff. In conclusion, New Jersey and New New York is the dumbest city in the world, and nobody should live there. In part because it's very expensive, and you have better things you can do with your money. Jason, you have any thoughts on what you could do with your money that's better than living in New York? I do, but first, also, I like the second photo you dropped in of there. Apparently, there's some sort of plywood garrison built yes. around the bus. Yes, yes. Uh, to I probably to prevent anyone anyone from I don't know stealing the bus. But it's, it's like the bus. those little I restaurant know. things. But it has that little in the winter. It yeah. has little like peephole look holes so people can look at the bus. Yep. Or is there someone like charging people money? Like there's a guy in a backpack staring through. Yeah. Uh, is it? And like... then the bus shows you its ass. Okay. Ah, that is the part that is blocked. Hey, hey, the you, wanna, you want you want to look at a bus, buddy? You want to see the whole bus? Look at this. Oh my god! Look at that. Three, size three dollars. Three dollars. Oh my god! It's so fucking square. I'm upset. So anyone who cares about New York accents, you can just you know Nobody bring says. in your opinions on how those went. I don't care. I love mentions. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll read all of them. Uh, but Ryan, you asked a very important question. You asked about money or something. Um, you asked a very important segue to an advertisement on our on our podcast, and I would like to inform you about Acorns. Holy fuck, I'm over $700. Thanks to acorns.com slash fullcast, uh, which is a webpage you point your browser to, probably Chrome these days. Maybe it would have been Firefox in the old days. It used to be Netscape Navigator. You guys remember that one? Yeah, it's hot. Mm. So what you do is you go to that URL, acorns.com slash fullcast, and you get a $5 starter boost in your investment thing. And then eventually uh, more money comes in. You can set it to do it automatically every time you buy something. Uh, And you can also put in money at your personal leisure because you have that freedom. You have that autonomy in today's world that it will then go into a big pile and investment stuff will happen. And the number will probably go up most likely unless there's you know, big catastrophe. Those happen from time to time, but um, there's really no reason to think that Acorns line will go down. So acorns.com slash fullcast to start your line off $5 higher than it is right now. You have your very own episode of A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Wow. Until a bus hits it. Until a tree grows grows in a bus. Then a bus grows in Brooklyn. Look on the bright side. It better grow because it sure ain't going. Free bus. If they leave the bus long enough, could a tree like grow up and push the bus up into the sky? Of sky course. Bus? Nature f- will abide. Oh, yeah, look how fast the state bird of New York sideways scaffolding has already come and roosted <laughs> in this well, apartment building. What's the thing about like, you know, 10 years after we're gone or whatever, all the pumps that keep New York from being underwater, they'll all be the bus, yeah. bus will be a boat in no time. Fuck. So I think I think you mean a stilt house, a stilt house over the sea in beautiful scenic on Brooklyn wheels for just $7,500 a month. <laughs> we'll have folks, we'll have us a regular Brooklyn bayou. Speaking of bayous, hey! home field well apparel. What have you done? You sick fucks. You sassy, sassy idiots. What have you done? You monsters. What home field apparel purveyor of the finest, snuggliest, tiger emblazonest vintage collegiate apparel has done is add the Bayou Bengals to its suite of schools. 
This big new Saturday shirt of the week, which by the time you hear this show will already be winging its way to big new Saturday subscribers of Homefield Apparel. It is a heathered purple, which is you don't often see a heather purple in the wild. It contains a honestly a tiger that might be scarier than stroke dog. It's yeah. like the ears are flat. You know, the ears are flat. It's a penetrating stare. It's this murder tiger. Uh and we've got this manslaughter tiger, please. Aggra- <laughs> Aggravated with slaughter with intent. Were you okay. in, were you in the cage, Boudreaux? Oh, Boudreaux was in the cage. So Boudreaux, Boudreaux cannot cannot be a subject of a murder investigation. This was manslaughter with willful knowledge of a tiger's capabilities. With intent or without tents, you can be part of the home field apparel family, our family. If you've ever wanted to dress like us, and I know. You all do. I've seen those pictures. You can own your very own home field apparel LSU Bengals shirts starting this Saturday, she said questioningly, because we're recording on a Friday. You can also get 20% off your very first order at home field apparel. This is where I usually stop and say, if you haven't ordered from home field by now, what the fuck is wrong with you? But if you were waiting all this time to jump in on the LSU train, I completely forgive you. Offer code FULLCAST for 20% off your first purchase at Homefield Apparel. Dress like us. It's the only way to be safe from the rest of the LSU fans. They'll eat you last, is all I'm saying. You know, the only place ranked choice voting would be worse than an election that actually determines the outcome of people's lives? College football playoff. Yeah. Spencer, because we I, haven't had enough dumb shit around the college. Why, football why is that a topic, y'all? I, I actually think, well, I look, I have barely paid attention to this. And I think that's true of Holly as well. Oh, Jason, I told you what happened. Spencer yeah. came running through the front door of my house like the little kid in Inherit the Wind and was like, we're going to 12 teams. And I said, what the fuck are you talking about? All right. So Jason and Spencer, whichever one of you feels best prepared to explain what is happening with the college football playoff, please go ahead. Well, we're going to 12 teams. Um, so it, it, it was four. And everyone assumed we would go to six or eight next. Uh, but we're jumping directly to 12. What a magical number because there happen to be six bowls that have sufficiently paid off the people in charge. Oh, you could put two teams per bowl. That's crazy. That come out, comes out to 12. Um, How lucky. Know, yeah, I can't believe that it turned out this way. Also, there are uh, between 10 and 12 conferences in FBS each year, uh, even though only three of them matter. Uh, that was generous of me to include the big 10 in those three, but let's say three. Um, so yeah, we're going to 12 teams and no one really knows exactly when this is going to happen. This is some subgroup subcommittee, uh, that has presented a proposal to a different subgroup that the autonomous five. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. They have used that term from NCAA legislation. Like that was uh, around the time of O'Bannon, they came up with that. I meant say legislation in like 2013. Say, yeah. It was a nicer way to say power five. Like it was a nicer at the time, I believe it was a nicer way to say BCSAQ conferences. This is when people were like, getting mad about mid-major. This was right around the time that all that happened. But mm. I I have not heard that term in like seven years. Autonomy five. Yeah, I, I no. still like mid-major. I don't see the problem yeah, with it, frankly. It's fine. Um, I mean, it's what you call yourselves in basketball, like Okay, except for the AAC, call yourself Power Six. That's fine, but uh, yeah, the um, I, I love the uh, extreme legalese of the news, which is not like 
you know, if you do this in, in any other sport, you get the big branding splash. And like, it sounds like we're fucking doing this. Doesn't that rule? But here in college sports, everything has to go through 18 different subcommittees. And I love that things that aren't the NCAA act like the NCAA. Like this is how the NCAA talks. Like it, a subcommittee will present a plan to the this or, this or that. And then you hear two years later, oh yeah, we have decided not to do that and all that shit. But uh, you, you don't have to talk like the NCAA. You're not the NCAA. Be the cool, you know, be the cool dad. Just give us the bigger playoff if that's what people want. Um, you already got the giant golden vape pen, and the only person who has to look stupid is Bill Hancock, and he's well compensated. Yeah, for he's doing paid that. to look stupid. That's his job. That's yeah. been his job since. That's been his job since 2000. saying there will never be. <laughs> I just love that they drag out the same guy to tell a new to lie tell us every that time. Once again, there and will never be a college football playoff. There, there will. will never be an expanded playoff. There will never be a 12-team playoff. No, four is the right number. I'm sure we can find 100 examples of Bill Hancock saying, uh, and I always trip up because I'm always about to say Bill Hanstock, but n- mm-hmm. no, no, it's not Bill Hanstock. We don't play. It's not on him. I think the last time this happened, I called him Bill Hanstock on this very show, and I'm still sorry about that because nobody deserves to be Bill Hancock unless they want to be super, super fucking rich. This is also your reminder that Bill Hancock is who they trotted out when they named it the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. And this is your regularly scheduled reminder that Bill Hancock's dog is named Dog. I am amazed at how long it took us to get back to complete bullshit. It took us two seconds to get back to bullshit. Remember when did, when did we leave bullshit? Well, all right. So the I pandemic. Know, I have to look up when the last time Bill Hancock said there will never be a college football playoff because there's so many of them. So pandemic got us the complete like the myth of scheduling that anything in this sport can't happen next week is a total lie. Because last year games happened in a week. On an unrelated note, Boston College and Alabama have just scheduled to play each other in 2034. Yeah. I'm yeah. That's not a joke. I'm not no. making that up. I'm sorry y'all aren't as adept uh, at cross-country, uh, you know, at cross-country travel as Coastal Carolina and BYU. Sorry the rest of the country can't keep up with the infrastructure and logistics of those two programs. To be fair, BYU is used mm-hmm. to scooting across the country real fast. Yeah. They've had experience running wagon trains. So <laughs> getting a football team from point A to point B, nothing culturally to BYU. But this is how fast we went back to bullshit, right? Because last year it was, we have to make a bo- bunch of adjustments immediately. Scheduling can be changed on a dime. We can change. We can turn. Things can happen quickly. And then what do you get? You get a white paper spoken in this like bizarre bureaucrat speak of sometime in the future. <laughs> We will go to a 12-team playoff. This is a recommendation. Like this is like some sort of papal bull. That's how fast we went back to bullshit. It took two seconds. I don't think that's what papal bull means, but I like where your head's at. It is. Papal Uh, bullshit. Yeah. We went. Uh, I found the quote, by the way, and it turns out he was true. Uh, This is December 10th, 2014 from our friend Travis Haney. CFP's Bill Hancock on expansion. There is no talk about eight at all in our group. Huh? This is that's the realest shit he's ever said. Dessert. That's yeah. amazing. And you says, hear that and you think, oh, six. Nice try. <laughs> says more than four would erode regular season. Like the regular season is some sort of basalt formation. Did he did so he so in December he said more than four would erode the regular season? December 2014, yes. That's mm-hmm. fantastic because in the white that's paper even before presented... The plus, that's even before the play-in. Yeah, in, in, in the white paper presented, oh. they say 12 will enhance the regular season. 
Ah, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. That's the, but that's the beauty of the playoff is it does whatever you say it's going to do. Say yeah. it's mm-hmm. going to do. It doesn't matter. The best part is that we're still going to get Alabama Clemson out of this. It's just going to be, it's going to be just a, a, take, a more tired and angrier Alabama and Clemson. I think the best part longer. personally is that like three years ago, we would have all been stressing out blogging about every time Bill Hancock has uh, said something about this. And now we can just laugh and call him a squirrel. There was a few years ago, Roger Sherman did a post at, uh, I think it was at SP uh about like, oh yeah, I remember this. I edited this post. So <laughs> it was basically going back and tra- a timeline of Bill Hancock. That's of, like, exactly every the post single I was looking thing for, he's yeah. ever he's ever said that he's immediately like you know three four five years later said the total opposite was mm-hmm. Roger if you're listening to this I need you to uh, find a way back in um, and and let's update that post buddy yeah world. if you yeah maybe there's a sports website somewhere um, so what I would like to propose is that while there's going to be a lot of discussion about is twelve too many should it be eight was for the right number blah 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 blah. but here's the thing that discussion doesn't matter because they're going to do what they want sure and i think what we are better suited as a group to do is not to decide what the best playoff format is but to come up with the worst possible playoff format i think that's better for us and more like that plays to our strengths and if if y'all are okay i'd like to submit my uh my idea first oh please Yeah, yeah set that bar real low so this is my idea for the call, the worst college football playoff format. Three teams, one less than we have right now, and they play a double elimination tournament. Here are all the things that are terrible about this idea. One, it's less access than there is now, including the fact that at a minimum, two power five conferences won't be getting in every year. There is the very funny possibility that like two SEC teams and one ACC team get in and you have a three team tournament with two teams from one conference. Number two, it's a complete TV nightmare because you don't know how many games you're going to need to play because it's double elimination. You could have, you know, undefeated this team playing one loss this team and if the undefeated team wins well i guess that was the national championship and if they don't well i guess they'll have to play a second game in this series uh number three that brings up maybe the worst part about this it's a format that requires repeats everybody fucking hates repeats in national championships and in the playoffs we try Mm -hmm. to avoid them we talk about how they're bad for the sport this is a this is a setup where you have to repeat these games. Uh, number four, you're going to get a ton of fighting about everything because the way this would work, <clears throat> you pick, you take your three playoff teams, two and three play each other. The loser goes and plays number one. So it is now very valuable to be the one seed because you get an extra week off. You get to scout both teams that you're going to have to play either way. And you, uh, you don't have to risk like getting tagged with a loss early and being behind in the count. There's still also going to be plenty of fighting about who's number three because they're going to be four and five and six are all going to say, well, we should we should be there and not in there. And guess what? There's no room for you anymore. And most importantly, with there, there are going to be some years in the three-team double elimination playoff where one team goes undefeated. They beat the other teams as however many teams they need to. And we're very clear about who the national champion is. But in most years, 
it's going to go back and forth. Like the eventual national champion will suffer one loss, but only one to one of the other teams in this rotation. And that will immediately suck all the legitimacy out of the thing. Cause we're going to say, Oh, and there Clemson beats Alabama. And you're like, but last week Alabama beat Clemson. What the fuck is this stupid three team playoff that everyone hates and nobody loves. And that's my idea for the worst college football playoff format. I personally just want to see more Alabama Clemson. So I love it. <laughs> yeah, brother, bring it on. I um, unironically think this is good. So uh, I- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think this is good. And here is my main reason. Um, sure. If the point of a playoff is to. So there's a lot of ideas about what a playoff could be. Is it a TV event? Is it for maximum TV inventory, maximum entertainment, uh, maximum uh, student athlete opportunity? <laughs> is it uh, is it to give everyone an FBS affair, an equitable chance to apply to a championship? Oh, well, our student athletes get to go on cultural trips to Tampa. Yeah, the man, brother, they get to go to Arlington and they get like a bowling ball or whatever. <laughs> um, so. The other viewpoint is that like four was a really good number because that is the number of realistic championship uh, teams, championship grade teams you're going to have as an upper limit in the average season. Um, A while back using SP plus found that the average season is going to have somewhere between one and three, maybe four teams that grade is like 98%, which means just really, really, really fucking good in SP plus per year. So like, if you're saying the cap is, there's some years where we don't need three. 2011, yeah. LSU was the national champion. Alabama won a bullshit exhibition after LSU had won the championship. Again, enter my mentions. I love reading them. Uh, 20, tw- uh, 2019, LSU didn't need a fucking playoff. That was already the national champion. Mm-hmm. There you go, LSU. It's home field week on LSU. So, like, there are plenty of years where we don't we don't need a playoff at all. So, if we're cutting it down, I'm all for it. Let's keep going. Let's have two teams play ten times, and that's one and a half teams. One and a half teams. One and a half teams, and the half is Auburn. All right. (laughs) Every year, LSU gets. Where's the other half? Oh, in the offering play. Sorry about it. Are you just playing? Gets. Yeah. Are you just playing Red Rover with Auburn's roster here? Can we just like exchange players? Like, okay, listen, you got to send ten people over. We get to pick a. We get to pick another. You know, they did say there was going to be chaos with the transfer portal. Let's lean in, baby. Live transfer portal mid game. (laughs) Bring them over. If anybody's going to get half a team, shouldn't it be Clemson just for the Dabo sound bites? Little old Clemson. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we cut them off at the knees. Now they're little old Clemson up and down ways. Yeah, give them forty players. Need to fatten lengthwise, don't you? (laughs) Hey, Jesus only needed twelve to win, as it turns out. 40s more than we need. How many pieces of silver you need, though, Dabo? <laughs> so, Ryan, I think your idea is unfortunately good. Yeah. I love this. You might have accidentally made a, an excellent playoff. I would point out. With God, I hate playoff, being the Pac 12 commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the 12 team playoff, somebody did point out this hilarious possibility that, yes, in a three team playoff like Ryan's posing, the possibility of Clemson and Alabama playing three times is funny. It's not as funny as one possibility somebody pointed out to me with the 12 team playoff. And it's this, that in certain years, if the schedule falls right, Georgia could lose to Alabama three times in a year. <laughs> They're saying with a three team, it could be up to five. This is, real- <laughs> this gets into, this gets into my playoff plan and I'll explain why in just a minute. That fifth loss, you can't beat us five times in a row. Congrats no, to the Georgia no. Bulldogs who went 10 and five with five losses. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me four times, shame on me. That 
fifth loss, man. Oh God. That's the, the one that really does it. <laughs> You lost more than an entire like world series worth of games. Well, I'll, I'll admit they may be onto something here. <laughs> I'm beginning to think old Nick's got Kirby's number and the number's five. <laughs> Just that fifth game is just Nick beating Kirby senseless with a pipe at half field. <laughs> They've given up the game entirely. It's just murder. I wonder if so. If George and Bama play in the regular season, they're both like just giving away 10% of the playbook because they're like, oh, we're going to have to do this shit. <laughs> you and me, I think we're going to be doing this dance a we long time. To, we're going to save our good stuff for the fourth game. They're just that, both punting. Oh my the whole God. First they're game. both Commissioner. They're both Commissioner Gordon. There's no Joker. Yeah. <laughs> 37 year old Joe Cox playing quarterback for Georgia. <laughs> oh, uh, Spencer, what is your bad playoff format? Well, I have a bad playoff format because it's pretty much like how we run everything else in this country, which is based off of what your, your forebears, your ancestors did and what you inherited and you did nothing to earn. So what I thought we should do is we should have a 12 team playoff, but it should only go to the 12 teams who have the most wins historically. That's it. So really, it doesn't matter how many games you actually won that season, because um, that's not how we do things in America, right? This isn't a meritocracy. No, it's but really... it's still going to keep Georgia out of it, so I'm for it. Yes, that that's the other thing. Georgia. Not that Georgia needs my help getting out of the playoff. Weird. Damn, it's... they're slotting in at 13th, aren't they? <laughs> wow. <laughs> God damn. Yes, now, they are. The very end... Now, if you watch, by the way, this actually does... Oh shit! This means Tennessee has to play. So if we God had if we had twelve teams, wait, do we based by percentage on the, have to play? Based on the current, there's two ways we can play this, and I'll throw it to the crowd. Okay, do the one that doesn't put Tennessee in the playoff. I don't need more games. It Under gets the, worse than just having to participate. It does. <laughs> so right now, if we just did a straight top twelve and we put the top twelve teams all time, remember again on on winning percentage or total wins. I'm percentage go, is funnier looking at the list. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go off of. I'm going to go off of winning percentage. Funnier okay. means different okay. things to different people. We'll go off. We'll go off winning. Listeners percentage. to this podcast definitely know that. <laughs> First of all, Ohio State as number one. Ohio State's going to get in on winner winning. Oh, percentage. are they are they winninger than Michigan? I didn't really hear them talk about that. It, it is. Wait, it is what wild. List are, what list are you looking at? I don't have them as number one. Wikipedia. Yeah. That's where all the facts live, right? I have Winsipedia, yeah. and Winsipedia says Boise State is number one. So, I, I, all right, let's see. Are they oh, are factoring they... for NCAA-adjusted grant? Right. I don't know. Because Prob- the wiki does. I don't the, think yeah. Winsipedia does. Winsipedia doesn't, I don't think. No. Okay, so now we have four ways to do this. So we can do this. Um, see how college football this is? If we just went... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if we just went on the 12 teams that are going to make it with winning percentage as it currently stands the top five actually sounds a lot like maybe an older ranking but not too far off ohio state alabama notre an dame older Michigan. code but it checks out yeah, it is an older code but it checks out right <laughs> let's say about 15 years older but yeah this is your dad this is your dad's top five that if you my just said, dad's hey, 15 hey dad what, what are the top five if you had to pull out you know dad would just be like oh okay you know michigan's up there right they're still good yes dad Michigan. I went to Tennessee, not Kentucky. Michigan's definitely still good. So that's the top five. It's totally different. Um, it gets a little trickier because there are programs that are not FBS listed in the top 12. I think that's great. Now so, where are you looking? Because I'm looking so, at Wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is by winning percentage. And, and there are programs like St. John's of Minnesota. Okay. Are you looking at basketball? 
would be six. No, this is NCAA. He's not on the Division One page. I don't think. No, no. he's not. I, I'm on. No, I'm on. I'm on NCAA football teams by wins. Okay. You know you Overall. can just do the division. You could I just could, look at FBS. No, I could, but I'm doing it this way because okay, again, this is right, based on inheritance. There are people who are sitting on money and achievements here in industries oh, that are dead, that no longer okay. live here. The Vanderbilts sure. still have money. So, but every still tab like, you have open has Yale on it, which means something has gone drastically wrong. Right. Yes, he's, the he's Vanderbilts out. have money, but they do not have very many wins. So right. They do not. But they're not running railroads in upstate New York anymore. Okay. The Erie Canal is not real important to their daily lives. Is that code for something? Uh, no, it's, it should be. No. Um, it's unfortunately really literal. Like they're not in that business anymore. That so that's why I'm using the all time. Okay, so St. John's would be sixth, which I'm fine with. Okay, because you know they're there. They got the winning percentage. Texas would be seventh. I like Texas being in there because can you think of a program that's coasting more on past achievements and money than Texas? And not in that order, by the way. It's mostly money than achievements when you're talking about what Texas uh, football has done. Eighth would be Southern California which the idea of Clay Helton screwing up a birthright, it's, it's absolutely perfect. Ninth would be Yale. I think Yale would sell their slot. Yale would just sell it for a hearty profit. They, okay? don't, they donate it for the tax purposes. Yeah, the, the write-off. Tenth would be Wisconsin Whitewater, which I don't know. Let's get some FCS in there. That's fine. Tenth would be Linfield. 11th would be Nebraska. Where the fuck is Linfield? That's a great or, question. It's in Oregon. Oh, yeah. And 12th would be Penn State. Uh, Spencer, on the list you're looking at, where is Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Oh, boy. They're fifth. No, they're, I'm sorry. They're, they're sixth. Yeah, they I skipped, skipped them. them. They're sixth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, the one I'm looking one, two, at, three, they four, were, five. you they're just fifth, yeah. swapped St. John's out for Oklahoma, which was, yeah, sorry. That, that was, that was, so Oklahoma's in there. So actually, it would cut off at Linfield and they'd miss Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> so if we did FBS only, just this is Spencer's idea. So you're in charge. I just want to propose. No, this, we can. Now, right? if you just did FBS only, FBS only, your first round is Ohio State versus Florida State. I mean, that'd be pretty good in the average year from our lifetimes. Uh, there'd be some blowouts in there, but mostly, you know, at state's favor, at least recently. Uh, your second round or uh, your two and 11 would be, uh, well, who doesn't who doesn't need more <laughs> Alabama, Tennessee in their life? <clears throat> Everyone loves that game and we would love to see it again multiple times a year. Uh, so the good news, the good thing about that is that would further de deteriorate Tennessee's recruiting, I think. So then they just tumble right out of the playoff eventually. Right. And then we'd eventually get Bama, Georgia. It take them so long. It take them so long though on that win percent. Like some of yeah, these they, programs have piled Tennessee, up so many. We laid up too wins. many treasures in heaven. <laughs> Tennessee has a significant edge on Georgia here. This is going to take some years. Um, oh. Notre Dame, Penn State. Who cares? Uh, Boise State. Uh, do I have this right? Boise State, Nebraska. That sounds like a fucking hoot. <laughs> Who wouldn't love that? Uh, Michigan, USC. And I, I fucked this all up, but no, it's fine. We're going to keep going. Yeah, it's, I like yeah. this better. Yeah, Michigan, USC. And I have uh, subconsciously rearranged this because then we get Oklahoma, Texas every year in the playoff. 
And I don't the know sa- who I left out, but someone. The no, sad thing. No, you did. You did it no, right. No, no, this just, is very uh, playoff. You're yeah. like, we, we probably left somebody right. out, but eh. Oh, I, I see. I'm used to 16 being a bracket. So like Correct. the numbers weren't adding up. 12 Correct. is a really stupid number for a bracket. Yeah, yeah. This, but yes. that's the one we have. Because now you are going to have the weird circumstance where everybody played in the first round and then question mark by in the second round. But we're not going to worry about that for these purposes. Because if we're constantly getting an Alabama, Tennessee and Oklahoma, Texas playoff game, fine. Great. If there's one thing I think when I think about repeated meetings of Tennessee and Alabama, it is American meritocracy. And I've always thought, wouldn't this be better if the stakes were higher? That's what's been missing. <laughs> That's what we need. Nick Saban has a reason to need to beat Tennessee. <laughs> Counterpoint. Can you think of a funnier time for the streak to finally end? Uh, yes. No. Um, Maybe. No. So I like I, I like this idea because it um it really kind of puts the nail in the well the regular season will still matter no because <laughs> like the numbers that you're talking about are so like maybe with the right season or the right couple of seasons you'll get a little bit of movement at the bottom or you'll get a little bit of movement above the seeds amongst the seeds mm-hmm. by and large this, this shit's already locked in like we already know mm-hmm. who's, Who's going to be there? It's like commercials after this with with those teams that have 900 plus wins. They're never not going to be in the playoff. Never. No, you're never. They're going to have to lose for 70 years. Now, now here's the the playoff. Here's the interesting thing. The one the one group of teams that has the possibility of significant quick upward mobility are the new teams like on Winsipedia. Coastal Carolina is 16th overall with a 639 <clears throat> winning percentage, but that's only in like 216 games. So if they have like three good seasons, mm-hmm. they could jump Florida state and Tennessee, but you have to be a new team. And I think what this will lead to is teams like, I don't know, like let's say Virginia tech, Virginia tech should disband and reorganize as they do football teams. So they can start zero, zero, zero. And then after one season, they can say, look, we went eight and four. And that means we're in the goddamn playoffs now. You have to so let us in. If uh, if Coastal were to have two 12 and 0 seasons, not extremely far fetched. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, non-powers have had that kind of run before. Does that do it? They would leap FSU and Tennessee into the <laughs> all-time playoff <laughs> <rankings>. Great. <laughs> Fucking great. Yeah. That's, I think that's the move is like new teams have to crack into this. And there are the other the other part of this is if you go way to the other end of the list and you look at like who's never going to make the playoffs in a hundred years, Wake Forest, four fifteen winning percentage. Oh, that's so, wow! They're never going to make the playoff. But but like you can't even <laughs> pretend. I know that's it's just it's not it's never happening. Oklahoma never Oklahoma there. State five twenty. Oh, that's much funnier. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy, yeah. keep, keep riding. That horizon's not getting any closer. There, I'm trying the best. So the best team on here that would effectively be dead in the playoffs forever is Oregon, 570 lifetime winning percentage, behind mm-hmm. Boston College, Minnesota, Louisiana Tech, and Pitt. Yeah, Nikki's amazing. Yeah, this is by the way where we start a trend of teams with lots of wins and no football program anymore. Yeah, selling wins with selling wins Ooh. as assets. Chicago, call me. Oh, yeah, yeah, come on, you see. You well, want hang the- on there. Let's bring back some uh, 
some wartime academies if we're doing oh, that. Oh, some pre-flights? Yeah, we're going to bring yeah. back pre-flight. We're going to bring <laughs> back, let's see here, schools. Yeah, let's yeah. go to not just Wiki. We're going to go to Sports Reference. Sure. All right. Oh, shit. Dad's home. This is also okay. where Norman you... Naval Air Station, undefeated all time. Put him Rand- in. Rand- Put Randolph, him in. Randolph Field, undefeated all Put time. Put him in. 12 and 0. <laughs> the playoff field is set. Ohio State, you're now the three seed. Y'all, there's a problem here, though. These teams would sell their wins to the programs that have the most money, and then it would only be teams with the most money in the college football playoff. Fuck, we can't have that. No. Oh. Actually, if you went by sports reference, your top 12 would cut off just before Ohio State. Ohio State would be the first team out. (laughs) Ohio State bankrupts the state trying to buy wins. (laughs) They're so close, though. They're so close to Great Lakes Navy. Did you buy 70 Japanese soccer league wins off of somebody? Yes. Yes, we did. The other thing teams will do is they will like go independent for a couple seasons and just be like, we played 14 D2 games. We just got to get this record up, guys. And Tennessee. <laughs> on uh, on Sports Reference, George is below Liberty. Well, wow. that's a new experience that's for all grim. of us. Too bad, too bad Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you weren't close enough to the Lord. Um, yeah, Spencer, this is a truly awful playoff format. Thank you for picking it. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's how it's how things are actually run. That's what makes it really terrifying. <laughs> I like the honesty of it. I do like the sure. honesty. I, I it also feels very pro wrestling where like um who's in the title match? Randy fucking Orton. Because he's been there three hundred times before. It, especially essentially what Spencer has done is started the credit card industry or like the the financial loans industry, but for football, where it's like, How much money do you have already? That's how much money you can get. You have no money and need some? Fuck you, eighteen percent interest. I guess you should have I guess you should have been made smarter choices when you were one year old. Um, Holly, what is your worst playoff format? I don't honestly feel like it's going to hold up to Spencer's, but I got three words for y'all that I know you're all aware of because you can see the show notes, but be with me here. Coaches poll playoffs. (laughs) Now, in order for this to work, we, of course, are the only reason this works is, and works is doing a lot of work in that sentence, is we are removing the uh, playoff rankings as they currently stand from the scenario because as we have seen over the past few years since the inception of the college football playoff or CFP to those of us in the industry uh, that's a little bit of lingo for you there at home uh, the coaches poll tends to just go buck wild all season until the rankings show up and then it's like oh the SIDs go oh thank god I don't have to figure out where to put UCLA fine I have something I could copy and paste right and they just start hewing directly uh, to the playoff rankings left to their own devices for a full year with stakes. I'm just going to give you like a short list of things that could ensue. Uh, Dabo taking all of his extra money to band together with other teams to tank Ohio State's rankings in the coaches poll. Uh, Steve Spurrier agitating with retired coaches to uh, lean on their former schools to bump Duke up in the rankings out of spite and towards the coaches poll. And of course, here is the best possible version of the coaches poll playoff. If we do, as has been proposed before, move the bowls to the preseason and make them all exhibitions, then we can make the preseason coaches poll 
the determiner oh, of god. the college football playoff oh god and y'all know what that means and this is where i was going to make a joke about georgia finally making it to the playoffs on a regular basis but we've been really mean to them so i'm just going to say it we're going to see a lot of texas football y'all god i i have i have one uh version of this i would like to float by you please please so we get to we get to the end of the year and all the coaches submit their final ballot coaches which is (laughs) coaches submit okay Mm -hmm. but it is it is the funniest ballot. this is imaginary so let's talk about the coaches being the ones in the coaches poll Mm -hmm. but that's the shit where you will get like the number six team overall like this coach had them number 20 and he had his own team which was unranked number 11 or some shit like that so what i would propose is we we collect all the coaches ballots coaches in air quotes and we on national television, we get a big spinning bingo style, lottery style drum, and we pull one out and we don't look at the aggregate. We just say, okay, here is um, Gary Patterson's ballot. And that is the playoff. Whatever Gary Patterson put at his top 12 teams, <laughs> no matter how much sense it makes or doesn't, no matter how spiteful it is, that's the playoff that year. We all just go with it. Because all we care about really are TV rankings. This will yes. do them. And if we're going to hold these fellows up as leaders of men, uh, by God, we ought to be comfortable putting our collective fate in their hands. That's right. That's right. I feel like uh, GP's top four every year would be like the four big 12 teams that gave up the fewest passing yards because it's hard. They don't know what it's like. They don't know my problems. It's hard being Iowa State and defending Oklahoma. This would encourage the coaches also to like be their full true selves on this ballot, which I, can only end in heartbreak I, for everyone else. Why and does, for us. Why does Dana Holgerson have Kelly Lynch from roadhouse at three? <laughs> I, um, he's I, playing I a propose... good sandwich in the first round. What is the danger? <laughs> this is the danger. You open Gary Patterson's actual ballot and it's like, wait a second. This is a world wildlife Federation calendar with all the baby <laughs> leopards circled. <laughs> All right, Jason, what were you going to say? I don't see why not. <laughs> I, um, so I, I, I think what if instead of doing weekly rankings, there, there are no weekly rankings. You can have an AP. You can have a statistics and whatever. The coaches poll, total radio silence until, boom, after the regular season, it drops yes. all at once. What the <laughs> fuck? Oklahoma is number 37. There, but, you know, and it just comes out. Well, Lincoln Riley talk, was talking shit. So, you know, Hi, everybody we, really we had does no warning Jimbo. that was going to happen. Like the entire year, teams think they're in good shape. But like, no, n- nope. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Mike Riley has a lot of friends and he doesn't like you. This uh, is, this I also like, want to send sending in ballots. Instead of them sending in ballots, because we all know those are largely 90% bullshit. Um, mm. I want all the coaches in one place and they got to talk it out. And so like where the smoke goes out, the color smoke that indicates we have selected four playoff popes. And then we bomb the city of Dallas where, no, 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 sorry. God, uh, so much bombing. But yeah, all the, all, all the coaches, to- <laughs> I want them there and they have to like, you know, barter and, 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 and so forth with their rankings. The, the ballots are not secret. They, they have to fill them up on stage. Oh, I love this. I was going to say, uh, we, ha- we have to pick one coach every year to sit out so that he can, he can be the commissioner next year in, in the event that something happens, a la state of the union. And I was like, Oh, we can rotate. And then I was like, no, everybody is just going to want PJ to sit out. Yep. 
So and Houston just, Nuts going to keep volunteering. I'll sit out. PJ is the designated survivor. Houston Nuts going to be the one trying to bomb this. I'm trying to bomb this gathering. I like Jason's public debate idea because it quickly devolves into question time with the prime minister where somebody's Mm -hmm. like, I think Texas. (laughs) Get out. Get out. You're not necessary, man. Can I have your job? Can I have your job? I require no response from you, young man. Jason's also gives me a very like World Cup draw feel where I think we should take votes on rankings, average those rankings out to ping pong balls where number one gets sprinkle like 25 right? bribery over and the then, whole pot. Right, it's not a lot little of bribery. bribery over the whole pot. Put them in a big tumbler and then you're pulling it. So I've got a much better, like a 25 to one chance that I'm going to pull like Alabama. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I might reach in there and pull out SMU at one. Sure. Right. Like yeah. it can happen. We should completely randomize rankings that way. God, I've pulled well, okay. out the New York Knicks. <laughs> And yeah, they lose would, in the would, first round. Yeah, you wouldn't pull them they out. They did lose in the first round. <laughs> they, I have heard Again? that they are that they are. They keep doing, doing that. that. Yeah. You know, we could. You remember how we proposed a while back uh, NCAA Lucha? I got two more words for you to add as like a an, an ABC freeform component or maybe an ABC proper component while this airs on ESPN. Because again, all we do care about is television. Fellas, be with me here. NCAA Eurovision. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. If yes. you're wondering who is Iceland in this scenario, it is Minnesota. <laughs> um, it, by the way, they'd play Iowa because it'd be Hawks in five. Right? That's who the Knicks would play. It's good. That's right. Um, uh, or Miami uh, of Ohio. Uh, it's a safety and a field goal. That's a really good football score. For okay. That's a great Iowa, Iowa score. Yeah. J- Jason, we've given our ideas for the, the dumb, bad playoff. What do you got? Make it worse. So the upcoming current one the one that has been revealed via a triple secret um research pamphlet that will be voted on by the seven elders when the moon yeah it's it's a discoverable item in an in a fallout game once we have a paper uh, in a room once there have been enough online kills to unlock this once this dlc drops the uh the plan will be really cool in some ways you know the the smaller teams have a realistic shot. You you wanted a shot, now you got a shot. Better not make all of us look dumb for all those years of saying you weren't getting a shot. Now we could look really stupid if you know UCF look, gets blown out every year. At you, but, Northern Illinois. Yeah, it's all on you. It's all on you. you the, the, got a long way to come back. Um, you know they did drop this the day of a solar eclipse. I'm just pointing this out. Um, I like the uh. I like the road home aspect of the first round where like, if you rank number five, you get a home game. If you rank number four, fuck you. You're going to Glendale, Arizona. <laughs> right, <yep. laughs> uh, it, you know, and like, I like the five through eight being like the gosh, big 10. Now's your time to shine by not shining. Cause there's no sun. Wait a second. Does somebody have to play Santa Clara every fucking year? I'm sure it's is Santa Clara one of the games, or did we? They, have, they, have, they haven't gotten to that. They haven't gotten oh, quite that. God, far okay. We all know. There's which there's still time be. for us to prevent this. Yeah, we all know which it'll be. <laughs> but um, well, oh oh, for the uh, for the actual championship. I mean, it might be a while till they get another shot. Till Santa Clara gets another shot. So the twelve team the twelve team format is pretty dumb, but it's pretty cool in some ways. Um, I think the way to make it uh, dumber. 
would be all right let's we're gonna crunch the number way down i i think the smart idea would be to scrap the whole fucking thing and just say like all right we're gonna do bowls and we're gonna do a plus one this is my hill to die on this is uh you know it, it, right up behind pay the players this is my fixed college football take but the very dumbest thing would be kind of a middle ground we're gonna have a bowl season and a small playoff um i think a just really stupid number would be like four um and then we're gonna have like brackets you know, we're going to have like a whole bracket for a thing that's two games and then another game happens. Um, so to decide which teams go into these four spots, we're going to have a list of 25 teams, even though every team after like seven has been out of it for a month. Um, and we're going to, you know, we're going to update these each week, even though none of it matters until the very last ranking. Um, and supposedly this could show like how close each team is to spot number four, but you're going to have teams that are like 10 and O parked at number 13 for a month. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. As you go throughout the season week by week, is it going to be pretty consistent about who stays where are you just going to kind of make it up every week on your own? Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have like 14 white guys. They're all going to fly across the country to a like hotel lobby in Dallas. And they're all going to sit on folding chairs together. And they're just going to they're, they're going to talk about how they're watching all the games. Um, and then Sunday, or let's let's call it Tuesday. Sunday was BCS. Let's go way smarter. Tuesday night, we're going to throw out rankings and we're going to have one of the boringest white guy, one of the boringest white guys on Such earth. Such a nice guy. The Such alpha. a nice guy. The alpha, if you will. Yeah, the 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 Zeta. Al is that the last? Alpha it's, vanilla. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the opposite of alpha. Vanilla Zenith. prime. Uh, alpha vanilla. Yeah. So this guy is going to get up alpha? there well, and they're going to say like, wait, wait a second. Why is this team sixth? And this team that has beaten better teams and, and you know, and has fewer losses is and seventh. maybe beaten and number say, six. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. And he'll say, you know, well, we watch all the games and he's just going to keep saying that. Um, he'll say some other weird shit every now and then he'll let off a real zinger like body clocks or, you know, or, or, or all chestnut Singing. like that. Body and uh, and and yeah, it, it, we're just going to keep doing that. Um, this list of 25 teams, it'll be very important. These numbers will go next to the names on your TV schedule so you know which teams are good. Uh, if your team doesn't have a number, it's very bad. If your team is number 25th, then it is Minnesota. Um, <laughs> and and, and uh, this is going to be sort of it's going to be sort of a bastardized version of when we had computers doing this. Uh, which in itself was a bastardized version of when we had newspapers doing this. Which what um, are people but bastardized computers? I, 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 Jason, this is sounding familiar. I mean, keep going, but it's ringing a bell for some reason. With I got me. nothing. No, keep going. Yeah, I don't have it yet. So I think what we want to do ultimately is we want to have, uh, say, like fourteen or fifteen games, and we're going to use that and act like that is you know this is a completely comprehensive collection of evidence from which we can determine which exactly four teams deserve to play in these two games on, on opposite sides of the earth and then the winners of those two games after a month layoff that i forgot to mention that we're not going to just like keep the season going keep the rhythm going we're going to take off a whole fucking holiday season well, and then yeah. we're going to play a playoff when everyone has like starchy leg syndrome because because um, they're guys guys <laughs> they're students first I think that's in the playoff committee's mind. Hold. These are well, students. yeah, that's that's one thing they've addressed with the twelve-team playoff. Is now these teenagers will keep playing football on television all the way through like five days before Christmas in Wisconsin, right? Now it's good for the student athlete and their bodies, um, right? Are you like, saying it, it is I, awesome I, for these kids that they have to, you know, go through thirteen games and then play Wisconsin and then play Alabama? That is what's best for the student athlete. 
Did Jason, you- it sounds like a lot of people look, I, uh, I love you. I support you. I think you're the heart of the show. As I've said many times, it sounds like a lot of people put a lot of thought into this, but this sounds really fucking stupid and not in a funny way. I like, I hope you're in a space where you can hear that from me, but I'm just not feeling this uh, at all. Also, did you just make up a syndrome called mashed potato legs? <laughs> No, I didn't make that up. Wisconsin made it up because they're number five every year and that's plays to their advantage. That's why Wisconsin is, I, I love the new, the new format, by the way, it's 12 team format where Wisconsin hosts a playoff game every single year <laughs> because like their new goal is just, we're going to try and lose exactly one to two games every single year. We we're want gonna that try to, we want to leave your corpse in the snow. That's the goal. Well, our goal here is to host Miami every year in the playoffs. <laughs> that's what we do. So that the end of the, at the end of each decade, Wisconsin can put up a most playoff wins this decade alabama clemson wisconsin that's the entire <laughs> watch miami pull off the ultimate unexpected move and lose four games and miss the playoffs entirely <laughs> like no we don't want any part of that <laughs> shit we're not going to wisconsin how can you kill me if i'm not even Christmas? there mr wick are you <laughs> so then we have miami rolls in they're ranked what would they be like 12th or something and they're playing pit and miami's like ah good Pitt'll get us out of having to go to fucking Madison on December 19th. And Pitt's like, oh, <laughs> nice try. You have you have sought the the pit weapon on purpose, so it will not fire. But uh yeah, I think a, a four-team playoff would just be really stupid. Um, because it's like are do we either want like a full thing that's like, you know, say 10 to 20 percent of the whole thing gets a shot you know, like every other sport does? Or do we want a thing where it's it's actually very college football where it's like we have bowls and then we yell about it. Maybe there's one more game. Maybe there's not. Uh, I just think okay, a middle well, you ground. Put it that way. 